Welcome to Moms in the Wild with Kate and Kara, where we laugh at our wild moments to make you feel better about yours. Welcome back. Hello, hello. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) So, Caro. Yes. I'd love to know what your wild mom moment of the week was. I'm so excited to share with you. I have a two, I have a twofer. I have some highs. I have some lows. It was a it was a it was a week. We it love was it. a wild week. <laughs> so I got into my vehicle to take myself to my beautiful office on what day was that? Wednesday. I think it's important to note that I had gone grocery shopping for myself and my family on Sunday. Okay. And I got into my car. I was like very pressed for time, and I sat in my seat and I went, "There's rotten meat in this <gasps> car," which is a smell. That you just know. You just know it when you smell it. And it was a huge bummer. And that stung. And I also couldn't deal with it until after. Wait, so there was rotten meat I got in the car. Oh, there was. I knew it. I sat down. I said, there is rotten meat in here. And I knew either that meant groceries were forgotten or an animal had died in my car. And, like, it was decomp. <laughs> so, uh, excellent way to start the day. Also, I was late. So, I also couldn't, like, search my car for meat. Right. When I got to work. So I (laughs) sat in the hot, hot sun all day for eight hours. Then I went out and went, time to figure out what this biohazard is. And it was, in fact, some ground beef that had snuck under the mat in the back of my car down into where my spare tire is and really obliterated my world and life. I think it's important to note that we live in Florida. Oh, yeah. And it is the summer Summer. in Florida right now. (laughs) So it was baking. And it's a smell, you know it when you smell it. You just know it. It's like this pungent, sweet rot. And you're like, oh, flesh. Like something (laughs) is decaying in my vehicle. Super excited about it. So these sweet, sweet, hot, fleshy meats just threw them out of my car. Tried to clean it when I got home. Made it more of a mess. That was not the best. So riding on this real low, the next day I was working from home. And my beautiful baby girl, during a two-hour meeting that I facilitated, I gave her two snacks, (laughs) fed her a meal, and changed a poopy diaper. And she rocked it. I rocked it. it. Made it through a two-hour meeting. She was was part of the meeting, basically. She was as as much of a simpler as I was at that point. (laughs) It was incredible. So, you know, real highs, real lows. I love it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I had to pay about $200 to get the meat smell out. Sweet, sweet meat smell. (laughs) Huge bummer. But, you know, it's, again, the highs and lows. The meat smell is gone. So that's worth it. Also, anyone that is listening to these, I think in one of the episodes too, I talked about the bug infestation that was at my house. So they're like, that, what a, this is, woman is disgusting. And what I a great tie-in to today's episode. Oh, this is a great tie-in. I won't argue that. I am a disgusting human. <laughs> well, I'm astonished. Yeah, right? By all of it. So tell me about, what was your wild mom moment of the week? Or moments? What do you got? Yeah, so mine, a few months ago, I bought tickets to Disney on Ice, Mm. and I made it my personal goal to show my son all of the characters that he'd be seeing. Beautiful. So he would be excited. Because previously, we weren't, he wasn't exactly ready for Disney. He likes different cartoons. He's very into Blippi. Condolences to any parent who's listening who has to endure Blippi. You taught me to never (laughs) show my child Blippi. So I I super appreciate you. If you're listening, check it out without your kid before you make that commitment to show it to your kid. And pray that they never go to a child's house that watches Blippi. (laughs) 
that's what we that's what our hope is for you <laughs> so over the past couple months i've been showing him disney movies he's really fallen in love with them which is really fun for me because i grew up a big disney kid so we bought tickets to disney on ice and we went and this was a big deal for me because i get nervous especially like the last time i went downtown which is where this was mm. was like in college <laughs> So I hadn't been downtown by myself in a very long time. So I found parking. I paid for parking. We walked to the venue. We got all checked in. We bought all the swag. I was a little bit nervous because I thought it was going to be like a one act thing and it was a two act type of deal. He sat in my lap for like 90% of it. Beautiful. Like a dream boat. It really just exceeded my expectations. And it was great. when that happens? Yes. When you're like, this could be a hot dumpster fire. And it's not. (laughs) You just had a grand time with your child. How cool. It was the best. My favorite moment of the whole thing was he, I bought him, of course, a, David, if you're listening, I didn't buy anything. (laughs) Nothing was purchased. Everything was donated that he came home with. Also, stop listening, David. Anyways. Turn it off. Now that he's gone. (laughs) Don't, just do yourself, you don't want to be stressed, David, just turn it off. (laughs) No, he actually was like, buy him everything. It was very sweet. Buy him one of each thing. <laughs> so I bought the $35 light-up Mickey Ooh, mm-hmm. wand, as you do. Obviously. So that they can break it in, like, two hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my favorite moment is he's watched Frozen. And, I mean, to my dismay, the character he loves the most is Hans, who's a freaking villain. I know. Ooh. Is he already in the villain <laughs> chapter of his own life? All know. toddlers are in the villain yes. chapter of their lives. <laughs> which so, yeah, which makes perfect sense. So that's why he's like, that one, mama. And you went, mm, yeah, that, that <laughs> pans out. <laughs> so Elsa is coming out and she's about to start singing Let It Go. And there's that big, like, you know, she sings all those verses and it, yes. it crescendos in to Let It Go. And he is so into it. And I had my phone, I was filming him. So I could see him in the reflection of my phone while he was watching. Aww. And he was just so in it and so, like, enthralled and enthused. And she belts it. Let it go. And my sweet two and a half year old raises his Mickey wand into the air. I <laughs> like with no prompting. He was like, I know what I know what this calls for. A full salute to Queen Elsa. He knew. And I started sobbing. It was oh, the best. I <laughs> if I saw someone else's child do that, I would have started sobbing, never mind my own. What a beautiful thing to have happen. It was so sweet. It was just a big win. It was a fun win in that, like, I had prepped him for so long. Mm-hmm. He had, like, known the characters. We had a great day. He was getting excited. It was the best. He probably won't remember it, but I will. But you will. But there's so many things that happen when they're at this age where you're doing stuff to build your own memories. Yes. Right? My daughter will literally never remember that I had her in gymnastics when she was 10 months old, but watching that girl do a somersault is life-changing yes. for me. She's going to know she did that. <laughs> like, it's not for her. <laughs> Having her in library group, not for her. Right. Watching her crawl around and chase stuff, it's for me. Yes. I mean, she gets some, I mean, she gets some exercise out of it, but it's not like she's... It's not for her memories and her joy. Right. I'm happy she's happy while she's doing it, but it's for me. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Disney on Ice, you didn't enjoy the show. You enjoyed watching your child. I mean, you might have enjoyed the show, too. No shade if you did, but you enjoyed watching your child watch the show. Yeah. That was what I came for. And I got it, and it was wonderful. Oh, what a beautiful moment. What a beautiful moment. Love that. (laughs) So, should we get into it? Let's get into it. On that high note, let's just bring it back down. just rain down everywhere. That's why you got to start with the wild mom moments, right? Yeah. And then you're going to bring it to, again, more wild mom moments, but just, 
more generalized. Let, let me bring myself back down yeah. to earth. Let's humble ourselves. <laughs> I would like to take the rest of this maybe 45 minutes we spend together to humble ourselves, humble each other and ourselves. So today we're talking about personal hygiene of moms. Yeah, because I have a theory, and if this is trademarked, don't sue me, please. <laughs> I theorize that moms started the curly girl method, which if anyone has curly wavy hair, you know, like, the curly girl method is basically, like, don't wash your hair ever. Yes. I think a mom started that. Because <laughs> I will tell you, when I first became a mom, even still now sometimes, but definitely in the early newborn stage, I don't have any recollection of washing my hair once. No. I just know I did because there's pictures where I have clean hair. <laughs> and if it was washed, it wasn't brushed. <laughs> it went into a sweet, sweet bun on the top of my head. Yes. My curls, luscious. Yeah. Luscious. But I think because the curly girl method was definitely invented by a mom who was like, oh, if you don't wash your hair or do anything to it, it really curls up there. And it gets so healthy. And it gets healthy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> just let that oil take over. Just work soak it, right in. Work itself out. Yeah. And then bask in that. I love it. Pulling clumps of hair from your yeah. shedding oh, head God. out in the shower, crying. <laughs> just know that. <laughs> That's maybe why I didn't wash it because I knew that that would happen. All that so postpartum just, hair loss. Yeah. I just avoided Ooh. it. So let's talk a little bit about a day in the life personal hygiene wise look like before we became moms. I'm going to say my day to day, if I can hearken back to these (laughs) times of uh, what feels like maybe three centuries ago and was actually less than a year. Yeah. I would wake up in the morning. I would shower. I would wash my hair and my body in said shower. I would get out, apply some moisturizer from top to toe. Wow. Yeah. And then I would put makeup on my face. Yep. Not like a party full face of makeup, but there was some concealer. There was some bronzer. There were some eye makeups. Clear and present threat of eyebrows, always. (laughs) A little gloss, maybe a little tinted color. I had hair product in my hair that was freshly washed. Mm -hmm. And then I would put some sunscreen on, maybe, because I was going to be going out into the world and I want to protect this precious soft skin. (laughs) And then I would get dressed in clothes that matched and went together and were business casual. If I was going to work, I would put socks and shoes on my feet. Right. Grab a bag full of everything I needed for my work day and then usually leave. Beautiful. The house. It sounds like a dream. I had underwear and a bra on, too. That's important to know. Those were, like, the firsties to go on, and they fit. All Everything I was wearing fit. It all belonged to me. It was all mine. None of it was Chris's. That was how I, I typically got ready for just a day, like, the day-to-day get ready. I mean, how were, yeah. same but different. I was a, like, everyday body showerer, but, like, every third time I would wash my hair. Got it. Um, but I will tell you, I would have rather dropped dead before leaving my house without makeup, Mm -hmm. a full face of makeup. I'm Mm -hmm. talking like a six-step routine and some kind of thing being done to my hair, whether that was I straightened it or I curled it for years to the point where when I was in my master's program for mental health counseling, we took an addictions class and we had to give up something that we thought we were addicted to for a month. And I gave up any type of like makeup or hair product. I remember you got married during this time. Yeah. And you had to like... I had to, I had to plan to relapse. It as like a relapse. <laughs> yeah. I remember this time. Yes. But it was the most humbling experience. And to think back where I thought I couldn't exist and it was an addiction to give up hair and makeup, and makeup. products. Yeah. Is insane. Because, oh boy, have we changed. 
I used to consider myself no no makeup. I I would swear you up and down. I was bare. I no bare face is too far. But I would say no makeup. Full well knowing I had like a tinted moisturizer and concealer under my eyes and mascara, but and chapstick. I would do everything: foundation, concealer, eyebrows, yeah, eyeshadow, mascara, blush, bronzer, contour, highlight, yeah, all of it. So that was I was always one hundred percent fully put together. I was fairly well put together. I also knew how to do my makeup. Yes. Which is an important thing to say. This looks like a, a put-together person. You look like you know what you're doing. You know what? You look like you've done this before. And that was the last time anybody said that to me. Oh, 100%. So, so let's talk about now. Let's explore a little bit now what my day-to-day looks like. My day-to-day, whether I'm going to the office, I'm going to a meeting, I'm going to meet up with friends that is you because that's <laughs> the only person I meet up with on a whim, or just doing anything. What my routine looks like is put on something that color covers my tops, <laughs> covers the nips, and covers the bottom parts. <laughs> that is literally my routine. Hair goes up in a toit bun on top of my head, and I don't look in a mirror oh, before no. I leave the house. No. I will say that is the, the regimen. What I can sneak in from time to time is a good old toothbrushing. Oh, I love a toothbrush. I get a little toothbrushing in there. <laughs> if we're lucky, some moisturizer with some SPF gets on the face. Yes. And if we are really setting the bar, we will put some deodorant on. Oh. Just top notch for this girl. <laughs> That's pretty much slide my feet into some Burks and we are out the door. So I will say, as the mom of a two and a half year old versus the mom of an 11 month old. Yes. yes I will yes. say it gets a little better. I'm interested and excited to hear about this. <laughs> So I will say day-to-day for me, what it looks like if I'm going out, Okay, is I, I definitely get the teeth brushing in. Is this like going out? This is like to the grocery, grocery store. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll definitely brush my teeth. Okay. So you get, that comes back. This comes back. Comes right back. So, so good to Don't know. worry about it. Um, definitely we'll put deodorant on because I just stink all the time. <laughs> no, I don't want to like veer too far off, but my postpartum Ooh. bio is so different. That is another change. I think that's why Dio sneaks in there so often. Yeah. Because I'm like, I need it now. Oh, and it's not like the cutesy little, like, Daisy Fresh. I'm using clinical strength. Samesies. Like, lather it on. Yeah. Call it a day. Um, And then I, I cover my tops and my bottoms as well. Yeah. So same. Gotta have those. Uh, my hair is always shoved into a baseball cap. It either like a ponytail Ooh, or a I like bun. This. I, I, I love a baseball cap. I'm taking notes on the cover it with a hat. <laughs> yes. Because I am into it. And then I also love a Burke. I love my Burke. So slide them on. Slide them on. But that's my mom uniform. Baseball hat, pair of shorts, t-shirt. That's usually like something my kid likes. So if we're like having a meltdown in the grocery store, I can be like, oh, look at Cookie on mommy's shirt. And he's like, Cookie Monster. And uh, wow. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. It's just kind of like a quick snapshot into like how drastically everything has changed. Yeah. In the newborn stage, I did not even notice the lack of hygiene. I was told a lot like self-care, self-care, self-care. When I envision self-care, I think of truly doing things to take care of your mind, body, and soul. And what I'm speaking of is my general hygiene plummeted. Oh, yes. I was an actual swamp monster (laughs) sitting on the couch in the same spot, probably getting bed sores, with my mom throwing my child onto my breast <laughs> while I figured out breastfeeding. Yes. And people were like bringing me tea and, and I was only sleeping for like 15 minutes every two hours. So <laughs> there was no self-care, never mind a general acknowledgement of I should be a hygienic human, which does get better. 
You know, if you're in those moments where you're on the couch crying and you haven't showered in three days or washed your hair in five days or brushed your teeth maybe ever and you can't remember the last time that you engaged in quote unquote self care, right? It it does get a little bit better. You know, it with every stage that yes. the baby sleeps longer or eats longer or does more stuff for themselves, you also get to kind of do that and take care of yourselves. Which can roll us into, like, what that looks like. Well, I think before we go there, I wanted to just say, I think I remember the moment it clicked for me that my personal hygiene was now at the bottom of the barrel. Mm. And I remember talking with the doctor after I had Nate. So this is day one postpartum. And we're in the hotel room. And she came to, like, round... Or hotel room. (laughs) Hospital room. I mean, basically the same, right? They're so similar. (laughs) And she came around on us to check on how we were doing. And I said... I really, and I had had a C-section, so I still had my port in. Oh, yeah. Um, So I couldn't shower. And I said, I really want to take a shower because I feel like I smell really, really bad. And she said, oh, well, your body is now going to emit really, really strong body odor so that your baby can smell you and know that you are there to find your breasts to feed. And I think in that moment... I I did not have this conversation, and I am drinking this up. <laughs> I got a glimpse into what in the hell I was in for. Yeah, because she I looked at you and said, "You're gonna you, be smelly." She didn't. She didn't say I didn't. By the way, no, she didn't. She was like, "You read." She tried to normalize your stank, <laughs> and I love her for that. <laughs> but it was for it's for oh, a reason. It was for a reason, yeah. She gave it a purpose. Yeah. She said, "You're smelly, so your kid can find you in the dark," and that's. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was the realization of, you know, because during pregnancy, like, I, you, your smell gets heightened, and I had PCOS before I got pregnant, okay. and that kind of made, for some reason, pe- people with PCOS when they get pregnant are a little bit stinkier for some reason, mm-hmm. I read. So um, I, I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But after birth, man, that was when it all started, and that's when, you know, the first time I would go to the bathroom would be at 3 p.m. that day. And I just started to realize that, like, oh, my personal hygiene is now, like, bottom of 20 the, on yeah, the list of priorities that do. we have to do today. Yeah. One of the best things that um, a family member told me who had a baby, like, four months before I did was to do your best, if you can, to check in with yourself. You know, what have you eaten today? What have you sipped on today? What have you, when was the last time you peed? When was the last time you pooed? When was the last time, you know, that you like sat and meditated or whatever it is you you do, right? you know, and try to take an inventory of the last time you did those things when you're, especially when you're feeling like you're bottoming out. Because if you just sit and think, like you just said, that the first time I'm peeing today is 3 p.m., that's wild. Yeah. And I also can remember early on, I was like nursing the baby when I was, because I was home alone alone with her when she was just a tiny tiny baby and I would be like nursing her well pooping, which is probably not hygienic in any way, but I was like, I can't not, I have to multitask, and I also need my needs yes. to be met. Or she'd be sleeping, and I'd be like, I'm gonna go pee. Yes. I have to go to the bathroom and go pee, and if she wakes up, I will figure out a way to, to rock her back to sleep in my arms, but I have to do this thing. Or like, dropping bits of food on her head yeah. while she's left. <laughs> I have to eat. I want, I need to eat this burrito. Or letting other people feed me. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it starts, mm-hmm. and then I'm not at a place where it's back. 
right? I see some girls on like Instagram and my friends who every time I see them, they are put together and they look beautiful and they smell great and they seem like freshly showered and even like moms and other activities that we do. And we have the same age kids. And I'm just wondering like, how? How? And how why? is that happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but the why always pops in my head too. Yes. Yeah. It's, Why do you look so good right now? It's really, You're just really... at soccer practice, Susan. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Get out of here. I don't want to see your beautiful cleavage right now. But yeah, no, no judgment. No judgment, so but... <laughs> so judgment. How do you do it? If you if you do that, email right. us. Email us. Connect at momsinthewild.com. Connect to us. <laughs> if you are looking absolutely snatched at your two-year-old soccer practice or your 10-month-old gymnastic class... Tell I us your secret. literally need to know. We need to know. Because I took off my socks the other day at Birdie's Gymnastics, and I had holes in both my big toes. And I just gracefully <laughs> had to walk on the mat like that. So I'd like to know how some of you are in a full workout outfit looking great. Full makeup. With full makeup. Clean hair. Clean everything. Oh, I know. I look at them and I'm like, they have bikini wax. That's it's what I like, think in my head. <laughs> so I'm like, I know they, they do. will walk by me and I'll get a waft of their smell and it'll be lovely. And I just think, I'm so sorry that wasn't the same experience for you. Yeah. And they're so nice. I expect them to look at me and just be like, shame, shame, <laughs> shame. And they just look at me and they're like, you're beautiful too. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. you know, I know. You don't mean it. <laughs> one day I went out and I had one eye makeup done. <laughs> Because I had interrupted by the baby, and then we just were doing our thing. And when I say I don't look in the mirror, I meant it. So then when I did look in the mirror in the car, I had a one eyebrow, eyeliner, and mascara. One eye. Other eye, nothing. But concealer to cover the bag under my eye. It's so interesting to me that you don't do your eyebrows together. No, I don't. I need them to be sisters, not twins. And so no, I, I like for them. You did a full eye. I get, this is what I do. I do one, aside from skin makeup, but eyes, I do one full eye so that I can do my best to make the other one match it. If I do them both at the same time, it's a wild This is a revelation here, folks. This is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah. If you watch any makeup tutorial, don't do it that way. (laughs) But, you know. So, being in this for two and a half years, Mm -hmm. which is no time at all, this is interesting. So, I think this is a little bit more specific to my situation. Sure. Because I am a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. My husband works full-time and then has another job he does when he's home, in addition to, like, being a dad. So, he's working all the time, too. Um, And so, I get in this weird mind rut of, like, when I do want to go have some self-care time, and that truly just means, like brushing and flossing my teeth Mm -hmm. or taking a shower and washing and doing my hair so it's nice for the next day. I feel like I have to ask permission to take that break because my job is the kid Mm -hmm. and the kid's awake. So it really like transports me back to like being a front desk assistant and asking to go use the bathroom. Yeah, changing the guard where you're like, oh, I need someone to make, like, can I go? Someone needs to cover me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I think that that is relatable for moms who stay at home and moms who work because when you come home, you still have a job. You have another job to do. Mm-hmm. Right? So even though my job is him all the time, working moms come home and their job is now their kids. And I think as moms, for me, I'll speak for myself, that I think a big part of my lack of hygiene is that resistance to sometimes be like, I need a break. I need a break. break. Yes. Yeah. So that's something I've been working on a little bit more is like, if I do need a shower when my husband gets home, I'm going to be like, hey. I'm going to shower instead of like, can't, I think even just the verbiage, like I'm going to shower instead of, can I go take a shower? Yeah. Or do you mind? Do you mind? Is it a good time? Do you have him? Yeah. 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 And mind you, like 
David has never ever been like no or no. like that's inconvenient. He's exactly. always like yes, of course. Go shower, babe. Yeah, <laughs> but it's the way that you feel about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we're like you said, we're actively working on just changing the. I don't have to ask to go take a shower. It's literally just saying, you know, the kid's yours right now because I'm gonna go take. I I'm gonna not be in the room. Right. Maybe. How do you feel about that? Because I know you work. I am like not the opposite. I guess somewhat similar, but where I have to be pushed to like do the do the things. So Chris is definitely the initiator of like not in a mean way but being like go take a shower go do the stuff that you have to do to take care of yourself right I would say it's really hard on the days there are some days where because I, I work part-time so not all of our work days line up but there are a couple like two days a week where our, our work days do line up and those days tend to be harder because we both really want to desperately be with the baby when we get home uh-huh. and then we both also have like things to do change out of work clothes make dinner, get dishes set up, clean. So those are the really hard days where I don't think either one of us really know how to ask, can we take a break? And we're also very selfish about her time. So, you know, the other day, I thought it was really cute, but I got home first. She and I were playing in the nursery. (laughs) When Chris got home, he asked, he was like, all right, let's go get changed with the dad. And I was like, wait, why are you taking her... Why are you taking her away? You know, I like was I was playing with her in here, but it's because he just got home and he wanted time. Yeah, and it's just that balance of trying to figure that out. So for me, I think I need to be pushed a little bit more to take the break and lower. You and I had a good conversation recently where you're like, how do you lower the bar a little bit for yourself? And I need help sometimes lowering the bar a little bit uh-huh. to be like, hey, you you can just go do these things without someone prompting you to be like, go brush your teeth, man. <laughs> Or go to the bathroom, you know, like, I'll say things like, oh, I really have to pee, and then I'll keep doing what I'm doing with the baby, and Chris has to be like, go pee. Yeah. There's two of us. If you're the only one here, I get the hesitation, but there's two of us here, and he's excellent. It's not an incompetency thing. Like, I don't trust him with the baby. It's just that I don't prioritize or think on that right. level unless someone says, go to do that. Yeah go to do that thing. So I think me, I don't necessarily even ask permission. I just won't do it. I don't right. even think ask permission. I just will ignore the need and not do it and let someone else kind of address it, which is getting better the older that she gets right. and just the more used to getting a baby that we both have and filling these roles. Because I wasn't, I or when I went back to work, I was 40 hours for the first four months right. that I went back. And so that was really difficult too and, and figuring out like what, what I was doing in <laughs> that handoff and transition all the time. So I think the ability to just recognize what you need in the same way. Because before I had a baby, I never would have been like, can I go take a shower? Right. You know? So I think recognizing the needs there and then finding ways to balance the need with your partner's need and what you need to do. Yeah. And contact, well, and including work in that as well. It's so much scheduling for us, which I can imagine it's for you too. So like we have to like, we schedule the work days, the meetings, the hygiene and self-care time. It's just so much scheduling more than it was there's not any you know flying by the seat of our pants really anymore <laughs> no we're <laughs> doing things on a whim no and I wouldn't dream of it it's so interesting that like our situations are so different but that common thread oh of, definitely you know we're both we both have given up this like once essential once mandatory 
part of our lives yeah. has just fallen to the wayside. And it's such an interesting phenomenon that I and that I haven't really heard anybody else talk about. No. And it's so funny because my mother-in-law, who provides childcare and is just a sweet angel, will come into our apartment and be like, I don't know how you guys do it. It's so clean or it does that. I'm like, shut up. You know, I don't, I don't obviously don't say that to her. Everything to me feels like it's constantly in disarray and constant upheaval. So it's so nice to have someone reflect and acknowledge like, you guys have a lot going on and it's so nice that the place just looks the way it does or that you guys look the way that you do. Right. Because she sees me like at my absolute, she sees me in the morning when I first wake up and then transform into like a more mild version of that which means I don't have PJs on anymore and she just lets me walk out of the house and whatever state I'm in and be like have a good day babe basically <laughs> and so yeah the, just that feeling of it's so nice for someone to just look and acknowledge and lie she's lying I know she's lying about what this state of my life and situation is and it feels good to have that happen so I'm be like yeah yeah right. so I think the one thing that I found since becoming a mom and I'm talking about like the day we came home from the hospital mm. the one like pocket of bliss my like saving grace at the end of the day is when I get to take a shower and it's been since I've had this baby like my one time to just be a person mm-hmm. get in touch with my body remember like I have needs and I need to like take care of them and maybe do a little pampering if I have like an exfoliator in there. Do a hair mask. Oh my gosh. And it's why when I have friends who have babies, part of my gift basket is luxe shower materials. Yep. Because it really is just like your one place of escape. And I think finding those like pockets of bliss, finding those spaces to remember that you are a human being who has a body that needs to be attended to is really important. And then, like, not only honoring that, but celebrating it and doing things to make you feel good and special. Yeah. And I, I've definitely lost that a little bit more lately. I think I've been better about honoring that when, like, I was so tired and mm-hmm. so out of it and so, you know, like, just spent. Um, but it is interesting to, like, think how different it was then even to now, you know? So, like, I'll come home, David will come home and I'll take a shower and I'll, like, wash my body and wash my hair. But before I was, like, in there for, like, 30 minutes. So this whole conversation is making me think I need to start <laughs> doing that again. again. yeah. <laughs> I no, think there I are going to be times in our lives where we dip in and out of taking care of ourselves. And sometimes you just need to reflect on what that, I've been doing the same, where I also think, you know, with that, or at least in my case, my child's developmental steps and growth and dependency on me as those things change, what that looks like and change for me. Because I I was someone that I would go running like two or three times a week, even while I was pregnant. While I was pregnant then, when I wasn't really running, I was like using a stationary bike or I would go to the park, the same park that I ran at and walked. And I just had the hardest time doing that until she was probably like two months or three months old. Uh And again, Chris very much was like, go to the park, do, like you said, find that pocket of what makes you just feel like you again, not you as a mom, not you as a caregiver, not you as an employee, not you as a partner, just you by yourself alone. And I felt so much guilt. Yeah. I felt so much guilt about wanting to do it. I felt so much guilt while I was doing it and until I realized how refreshed I was after that happened, you know, after I went for that like 15, 20, now 45 minute walk or run that I was such a better person to interact (laughs) with. I was a nicer person. I was a more jovial person. I was a better mom. I was all the things once I gave myself that window of time 
to do something that was purely 100% for me and to find this little pocket of time to take care of myself and to be there. But getting back into that, because then when she got really stranger danger-y and didn't want to be with anyone but me, that went to, I wasn't going to, you know, leave her. Right. And now we're getting back into that where it's going to going to the park again and and doing stuff that's for her and then also doing stuff that's for me and not feeling bad about it you know handing her off when I've been home with her all day handing her off to Chris letting Chris take over while I go to the park or do the stationary bike or whatever it is that I'm doing and focusing on that yeah I think it's it's something that really takes work to maintain and to invest in Mm -hmm. because it really does truly like feel like an investment right Mm -hmm. because in the moment you're like oh I have a million other things to do or that need to get done or things that we could be doing yep and it does, I think wrongly, feel selfish. Oh, I feel that way. I guilt myself so much. As I'm leading into it and going up to it, I'm like, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Because of the 25 things on the to-do list that I'm not doing, and I'm doing this instead. Or for me, it's like, if I strap my two-and-a-half-year-old into a stroller, so I can go do, like, a power walk sure. for 30 minutes and give him his tablet, that's not enriching him. That's not, we could be going to do this. We could be going to, you know, do an activity. We could be playing. We could be Mm -hmm. using his imagination. And those are the kind of things, the thoughts that I think make it so easy for moms from any stage that you're in to just put yourself on the back burner. Yeah. Because so much, every second of every day is telling us that we're not doing enough. Yeah. Right? And I think this has always been the case, but I think it's even more with social media. And I think it's everywhere I look, it's like I see other moms and I think they are doing it so much better than me. They're Mm -hmm. doing way more than me. They're taking care of themselves better. Their kid looks more enriched. Their kid's talking more. Their kid's, you know, more physically capable. And all of that noise drowns out, like, what's really important, which is my son is healthy. My son is happy. My son is clean. I need to do the same things for myself. Yeah. And I think what took a long time for me was making that connection, especially, which we'll talk about later episodes of my struggle with postpartum depression. It took me a very long time to realize that I am my best and better self, which makes me a better parent when I take care of myself. Right. I'm at my absolute best when I do, even if it's very, very small things to take care of myself. But there was, I felt so much guilt about having, like, Chris would just take the baby sometimes and be like, let's give mom a break, saying it in a way that's, very helpful for her to know like sometimes mom needs a break right right? I do want her to hear things like that but also just it would break my heart like I'd be like don't say that tell her I need and he wasn't saying like mom needs a break from you he was just saying you know mom needs a break to breathe (laughs) to be a human to be a human and not have you like physically literally latched onto her boob or just physically attached to her so like let's give mom a break and I'd be like I think that's so healthy but I hate hearing you say it it makes me feel so guilty to hear someone be like take a break you need a break I'm like, no, do I? But I think that plays into this onslaught of constant exposure to what parenthood should look like, what being a successful parent is. And also, I feel our generation, kind of the millennial generation, is coming off of what the expectations of what our parents were. And my mom was expected very much to be a mom all the time. Right. Without a break and with very little help. Yeah. And with very little being able to openly talk about it or complain about it. Or say that she wasn't taking care right. of herself. And that was just the way that that was just put on her to, to do that. You know, she wasn't able to, like, listen to a podcast or talk to a friend or go to her mom's group or do the things that we are able to do to have someone look at her and say, you know, take care of yourself. And so I think that made it hard. And that makes it hard when you're following that pattern, too. Yeah. She never was like, don't take care of yourself. But how did she explain to me how to take care of myself when she wasn't able to do that for herself? Right. 
I don't know how our moms did it. My mom, my dad was a Marine, and so he was deployed all the time, and no, she had me and then my brother to take care of. So, like, two kids alone by yourself all day, every day. All day. How do you <laughs> <laughs> then fit time in for yourself? Yeah. And Including, like, even sleeping by yourself. Mom was like, yeah, both of you would just sleep with me because you just didn't know what to do with yourselves because <laughs> you were children. I'm like, how? What? I don't know how they did it. Yeah, it's... I feel like now we have access to more support than ever before. Yeah. But we also have an inundation of other things to look at and compare ourselves to. Yeah. And I so respect places like the, um, like Big Little Feelings is the first one that pops in my head where one of, I forget who, which one it is, shows her dirty house. Yeah. Like what she calls her dirty house. I love when parents do that. Yes. Where, because I'm so tired of seeing all of your, the great things that happened to you. Yes. I can't handle it. (laughs) I cannot handle it that everything was great and rosy, especially, you know, however you, you know, get your bag, (laughs) make your money. That's great. But if everything is coming up roses, I don't believe that. I can't believe it. Or I can't believe that it's on you all the time by yourself. There's someone else helping you. There's, there's something behind the scenes happening that you're not showing that's making it look this way. And we have constant exposure though to that ideal picture of what a life is and not in the context of like TV programming or a made up world. We have it through social media, which feels real to a certain capacity. Feels like our peers. It does. Exactly. You look at that and you ingest that and digest that. Like that is a real person living their real life. You don't always, your first thought isn't like, that's their job. They have to produce shit like this because that's (laughs) their fucking job. Yes. You don't always think that, and so it can be very disillusioning to then compare yourself to those images and those people. Right. I just, this is like my plea to anyone who may be listening who's maybe relating to this, and it's my plea to myself, and it's my plea to you, Same. <laughs> is we have all got to take better care of ourselves. Yeah. Because if, like you said, we are only able, it's like that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. So as cheesy as that sounds and as hokey as that sounds, like we really do have to take the time to invest in ourselves. And like my husband is all about investing in money and ROI. ROI. He loves ROI. Some ROIs. I love it. And we really do. We are an investment because without us being at our best, we can't give our best. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you. I mean, I do know about you. Yeah. I don't know about everyone listening, which I'm sure it is the case, but like I want to give my best all the time to the people that I love. Yeah. And so for that to happen, I need to do these things. I think that's also a call to like support moms, regardless of how different your circumstances are, regardless if you agree with, you know, I feel like you and I parent differently. Whatever your parenting style situation is, if you see a parent uplifting them and giving them that support because it comes from a place of privilege to have partners that support us in the way that they do. And there are so many individuals that don't have that support system. So if you see a parent, you hear of a parent, give them a moment. Yeah. If, you can, if you can gift them a moment of time, do that and give them the space to take care of themselves so they can go on being their kick-ass parent self. Give them, let's call to arms, give them that moment. Yes. <laughs> So if you see a parent on a train with six kids and they're all acting like assholes, just tighten up. Like tell, tell those kids that their mother is a blessed goddess and they need to act right. Everyone hates me right now because no one likes when someone else parents kids. But come on, give someone a moment. If your neighbor's kids are screaming, just chat with them outside while they're having a cigarette, man. It's all they have. All give they them a have. head nod and tell them they're doing a great fucking job. All right? Just support them. <laughs> give them the mo. Give them once. Give them a second. Just it's give them like a second. It's like that. I don't know if you watch the show Working Moms. 
on oh. Netflix. Do you know how I identify with? Well, no. Tell your thing first, and then we're gonna say who I identify <laughs> with the most. I don't remember their characters, and I know that. It's what they look like. The main yeah. two, the brunette character and the redhead, are yeah. sitting outside at a cafe. And this mom comes through with her kid who is just being a total asshole. Yeah. And the redhead looks at her and goes, looks at the kid and goes, Hey, your mother is a goddess and you are a jerk. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And the mom's like, thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I love, like, whenever the, the baby's, like, just, you know, melting down or doing whatever, I love when the response of people is, like, you're doing great. Yeah. Or they, like, look at me specifically rather than the people that are, like, try to intervene and help. And I'm like, you don't know my kid. You're going to make it worse, honestly. She's overstimulated, so that's what's happening here. Or she wants the boob and I can't give it to her fast enough. Or the people that are like, oh, someone's having a hard day. Oh, and yeah. I want to be like, oh, someone, you're about to have a hard day. <laughs> keep that up condescending little actions i love the people that are like you are nailing it but yeah. i'm not obviously i'm like two inches away from crying in public or two seconds away from crying in public rather and they're just like get it girl yeah I'm like, that was so validating i love you whoever you are stranger in public thank you i know thank you i know so i'm throwing this at you please do well I... wait Re- remember what you're about to say because i want to know who do you identify with oh in... Working moms. Oh, Who man. do you think I am going to say I identify with? <laughs> I think the redhead. <laughs> that is me. Chris, I asked Chris one time, and like before I could even finish the sentence, he was like, her. And I was like, okay. I honestly don't know. I feel like, you know, the curly haired. Yeah, I was going to say her. But like a little bit less, like, not that she's flighty. I love her character, but like you're you're less, I think, flighty than yeah. she is a little bit. Where she's, a little bit or a little bit less nutty, nutty crunchy than oh, she is, yeah. I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, slightly less flighty and nutty crunchy than she is. But, like, that kind of just, like, go with it parenting. Oh, yeah. And, like, staying at home with a kid and just, like, doing it. And you're doing it the day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, that, I totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> that, but, like, throw a pouch full of lollipops. Oh, yeah. A tablet. <laughs> but I think that counts as, like, the go with it. If that's what the day brings and calls for... That's what the day brings and calls for. Yeah. And you're game for it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> Love it. I'm sorry. Did I throw you so off track that you No. No, I remember. Okay. Awesome. So, I thought it'd be fun to end the episode. Excellent. With an embarrassing or traumatic moment that you've experienced because of your lack of personal hygiene. Do you have one? Because if you think. need to think, I have one. Oh my gosh. Tell me. Okay. Because I do need to think. So... I'm very excited. I mean, because I would imagine yours was when the doctor basically told you you'd be smelly forever. <laughs> That's not it. I cannot wait to see what's coming next. <laughs> the other day, I also take my kid to gymnastics. It's like an open gym. And we were running out the door. I am a stress sweater, and my stress sweat reeks. It's bad. And he was just being, like, he's super resistant to getting ready in the morning. Like, he wants to just, like, lounge around and, like, chill, which is great on a day we don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But, like... On gym days, we only have a set time amount of time where we can be there. He loves it once we get there. So it's always like a push and pull to get ready. So we had, had stress wet all morning. I definitely hadn't showered in days. I remember that. Um, it's also, and this may be TMI. Definitely Mom, not. if you're listening, maybe turn it off. We were trying that week. Yes. So I was, there was an extra. I mean, just can you, moms, turn off, but can you describe what you mean by trying for those listeners? Oh, we were trying go, for our second baby. They, he, she was banging her husband day in, day out is what she is saying. <laughs> I also just want to, I, I want us to continue, but I also want to just hit, hit some key points. I haven't showered in days. I've been banging my husband for days and I'm headed out the door to a children's gymnastics <laughs> event. 
whilst dress wedding for a week at least. So just for the hot takes of this story, continue. Please. Thank you so much for <laughs> emphasizing the embarrassment. Anytime. That's why I am here. So we are playing in the gym and every time like I'm walking past like this group of people, I'm like someone stinks. Like, terribly. What a beautiful story this is. Right? So I'm like, we're running and we're doing the jumps. And I pass, like, one parent. And I'm like, oh my god, someone is really stinky. So I, like, smell Nate's diaper. Like, it's not him. So I'm like, okay. So, like, we run into this other thing. And I'm like, oh my god, that smell is really bad. I shit you not. It took me, like, 45 minutes to into clock. gym to realize it was me. You were like, every 30 of these parents smell disgusting. <laughs> Until you went, no, no, that is of my own making. That is of my own kind. I was so mortified. And oh. it was an hour and 15 minutes left of gym. Oh. And, and there was no just... way I was tearing him off the trampoline at that point. No, you had to be there in your stink. I just had to live in my filth. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, I, again, to like this, where your hygiene just comes last. Because if I was ever out in public and I was like, I smell like boo-boo, I would have left. Yes. But if my kid's there having fun, I'm like, well, I guess I stink in public now. Oh, I did. Sorry. I was so smelly. It was yeah. horrible. So, yeah, that is um, real true life. Mom of the wild, smelly AF. Smelly hygiene moment. Moment. I don't know if I have one because I'm... I'm so listen, happy for you. <laughs> it's because I'm so gross all the time that I don't have a specific... I just told you I had rotten meat in my car and I said I made the conscious decision not to look for it for eight hours. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can pinpoint a specific embarrassing moment of absolute <laughs> disgust yet. Will I be able to? Probably. Yes. Probably soon. You will. Yeah. I do have like a fun, not caring, kind of embarrassing, what you not caring we look like anymore Great. kind of story. I was just so kindly and generously invited to be a maid of honor at my... Maid? Matron. Matron. Matron of honor. Thank you. What is it? Are we in Pride and Prejudice? Does it fucking matter? <laughs> <laughs> Matron of honor in one of my very good friend's weddings. And I was pregnant when she gave... D gave me the invitation to do such um, or honored me with this and so I was like I don't know what I'm going to be able to do so she basically was just like I just want a really good speech she did also have a maid of honor that was going to do all the fun stuff bachelorette party blah 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 all this is unnecessary to the story <laughs> so I have my new postpartum body I'm fitting into what I think I'm fitting into all of my bridesmaid dress and all of the things that I have to put on under it like the bra which is I'm just girdling myself in <laughs> And as I'm trying to get ready to do this, my bra just snaps, <gasps> like disintegrate snaps, not a recovery snap. Oh, no. And I just look around and I'm like, well, this is going to happen. So there's videos of me just giving a speech with my nips just beaming through <laughs> my shirt, potentially milking. I don't, unsure. And clearly a person that should be in a bra and has titties full of milk <laughs> just laying it down. So I was like, I never would have done that no. before having a baby. <laughs> if my boobs were, if my nipples were going to be out in a crowd of even 10 people, I would have been like, uh, I don't really know. I'm iffy about this. But yeah. Yeah. Full beams just at a wedding. <laughs> in the caring. spotlight. In the spotlight. Which made them be more probably. They're proud. <laughs> they were at attention. <laughs> so, you know, not super embarrassing, but just a... 
this is what happens to us after we give birth. A human came out of me. I don't think anyone can say anything to me ever again. Oh, no. That would make me go, ugh, I'm insulted. They better not. So here's the thing. This episode was to laugh and reflect on Mm -hmm. what we've been through. It was to commiserate with anyone else who may be feeling like they can relate. It was to be in awe of the women who look beautiful and and presentable every day. Um, Seriously, email us your tips. Wait, email us your tips. Email us your gross moments. Email us your highlight (laughs) moments. Please tell us your things. If you have another, like, I smelled disgusting and didn't realize it was me until the last minute moment, please email us. I lactated on someone <laughs> accidentally. Tell us. <laughs> or purpose. Even As better. always, you can reach us at connect at momsinthewild.com. Thanks for hanging in with us. This was a fun one. Yeah. And be safe out there. It's wild. Love you, friends. Bye. Bye.